What's up? What's up? We've been recording. I'm drinking a sparkling water. You drink what? I'm drinking a sparkling water. What's the difference between sparkling water and seltzer water? Just fancier way to say it. Oh, oh, oh you drinking a Pellegrino? <laughs> nah, I wish. I don't have money for Pellegrino. Well, is that the fanciest? Hey, I'm sure there's fancier, but I, I think that's kind of one of the standards for like a fancy restaurant. If you Perrier. Uh, Perrier. Mm, Chauncey, get me the Perrier. Catch <laughs> me a Perrier. Um, actually, Perrier is more widely available, so I think San Pellegrino would be the fancier of those. Per- Perrier's become the, the everyman. Yeah. It used to be fancier, but you know you see it at the grocery store more often than you see the Perry, this San Pellegrino, go or whatever. Pellegrino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking an Aha, which is uh, mm. a Coca-Cola product. I got some Ahas in the fridge. Do you what flavor? Watermelon lime. That's what I'm drinking right now. Hell yeah, my man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Ready? Yeah. Oh, that was like some ASMR. It's re- it sounds refreshing. Um I the the best one I've had so far my, my is thirst is quenched, just listening. Quenched. Allow me to quench my thirst. Um my favorite so far is the uh apple ginger. Ooh, that one, and they have the they have this black cherry coffee one, but I've been scared to get it because I know Jackie won't drink that, and if it's bad, then I'll have to drink them all myself because I ain't gonna waste them, you know. Yeah, but I do love that's that's out there. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm here for it. Here's the thing about apple ginger. I don't like apple juice particularly. Okay. I don't particularly care for ginger on its own. I like a ginger ale. It's like a ginger ale with a light apple flavor. It's not. It's not. It doesn't taste like apple juice. I think I'd. I think I'd be interested in trying it. They should sell Lucy's. I think they do sell. I think they sell. Uh, you tall can get boys? Tall Boys. They're Lucy's. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably my. Yeah, the, the I've my... seen Tall Boys. I'd. I'd try that cherry coffee, Tall Boy. Yeah, I should get a Tall Boy of that and try it. Might be good, man. Let, let me know. Yeah, I'll. I'll let you. I'll keep you updated. Um, and with it, when it comes to the cherry coffee, though, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't be able to take your word for it. I'd have to try it for myself. I mean, I like black cherry and I like coffee. Yeah, but I don't like, uh, you know, here's the th- I've been trying, man. I've been trying for years and I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it in any different fucking version. But at the end of the day, I want my coffee hot and black. I See, I like an iced coffee. It's fine. It's just not coffee to me. Yeah, but I I I I drink both black coffee and coffee with cream and sugar. Uh-huh. I I think the perfect coffee is coffee with a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar. That's like perfect for me. And I'm not I'm not at a I'm not in a place in my life where yeah. you need to drink coffee the way I drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I've been but I am in a place in my life where if I want coffee, what I want is hot black coffee. 
Right. And if I so what I want, to, like if I'm this. if I'm drinking iced coffee, that's fine. I'll mm-hmm. enjoy that drink. I just don't go for it when I want coffee. Yeah, I get that. I feel like I I have to have my iced coffee sweeter than my uh <clears throat> than my regular hot coffee, but um yeah, that makes sense. I like I like just a splash of creamer. I want to taste the coffee, the, the beans, but I want that little bit of like I like that creaminess of the the creamer. So Oh man. And and like I will cut coffee with creamer if it's like gas station coffee. Yeah. Because that's like I'm not even Because really... it tastes all burnt and shit, yeah. Yeah, so it's not gonna be good anyway, but Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I mean, keep me posted. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Check it out. Um yeah, man, they got me with these ahas. We did we're doing the we were doing the grocery. We well, we still do it. We do the grocery orders. They started slipping them in, you know, like the like the like the Coke dealer does, you know, a little <laughs> little free sample. Uh-huh. And uh, they started slipping in a tall boy with a little like ad on it, like, "Hey, buy some of these." It's not by Coca Cola. Trust us. Yeah, it's a right. small little indie company. That's what I thought they were. And then I look at the uh-huh. thing and I see, ah, aha, Coca Cola uh-huh. company. <laughs> <laughs> that was low rent. Uh, we both went for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the that was the Coca Cola low hanging fruit flavored joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lightly fruit flavored. Uh, why don't you start it off strong this week? No shit. Uh, I don't. That, that why do I always have to do it? That on me? Well, you're the one eager to sing. I, 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 that's not I'm not stick. eager to sing. I do it for you. You're, you're always eager to sing. You can't. You okay, don't have you anything. You don't. Yeah, go do it. Something. This came up today. Okay. Good. Timely. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Used to. Yeah. That song. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you remember that music video? <laughs> do I remember it? And they're doing that dance where they're just like shuffling back and forth a little bit, which I can do, you know? Let me ask you this. Do you remember that they turned into water? Oh, yeah. It is. It is like they used the same technology as they did in that movie, The Abyss. I was just about to say, do you think James Cameron took his inspiration for the abyss from the DLC classic waterfall? No, no, I think that I think the abyss predates uh, waterfalls. So I think that they. Oh, you're right. But the uh, the waterfalls abyss technology, it's like they can only afford like screensaver quality. Yeah. So it's like you know, but it's still good. I, I mean, that song. That's one of those ones when I DJ, uh, or when I used to DJ. Uh, if I play that song, you got to play it all the way out because you got to get left eyes first. That's the best one. You got to get the left eye. The left eyes first is the best. As usual, I mean, as in most TLC songs. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. The um, the uh, the conversation that happened at the club today was this kid. There's this kid that's at the club. Uh, he doesn't really talk a lot. In fact, this is funny. I'll I'll tell you. He's he seems cool. Yeah. Right. But he's not. Cool enough, dude. No, he actually okay. is. And I'm about to, you're about to really <laughs> like him. Okay. <laughs> you're about to really like him. He he will engage in conversation if he is solicited for conversation. Okay. If he is not solicited for conversation, keeps his mouth shut, does his work, in Listens. and out. Yeah. But if you get him to talk, he's happy to talk. All right. I'm, I'm in. One that. day, 
<clears throat> one day a long time ago, I mean, we're talking three years ago. Yeah. I, I play this old Marty Robbins song. You know that song, Big Iron? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing I was playing Marty Robbins, and then Big Iron came on, and he goes, hey, is this Marty Robbins? And I was surprised that anybody could name the artist mm-hmm. because, you know, this is an old country western singer. Not just, I mean, not that it's, like, super esoteric, but, like, most people do. Maybe people know Big Iron now because Colton Wall has covered Big Iron. Mm-hmm. But, um... So he was like, hey, you know, and I was surprised. I was like, because this is one of the situations. A, he broke character. He he engaged me in conversation. B, he knew who the artist was. And I was, I was just playing it for myself. I didn't expect anybody to know. Like the gym was closing down. I was just playing it for myself, getting ready to leave, whatever. And he's like, yeah, for a period of time, I was into murder ballads. <laughs> Murder Marty, Marty, uh, yeah, it's yeah, just like a right. a genre of song, you know, yeah. about you know, you know, jaded lovers coming to murder their wives who were like cheating on them or something right. like that. And he was like, "Yeah, I've been getting into murder ballads, or I was, I used to be into murder ballads, like that genre of music. It's just interesting to me." Um, and we got to talking, and and I suggested Coulter Wall to him because Coulter Wall has a song called Kate and a Cannon, which is a murder ballad. Mm-hmm. And it's this long, epic song, and a lot of people like it. You know, it's a good song. Yeah. And he went away, and he listened to it, and he, he texted me, and he was like, shit, Joey, damn, I just realized a third tendril to this story. So he texted, hey, I really enjoy Culture Wall. It's really good. And I said to him, hey, man, Culture's coming to Boston. He said, yeah, I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to go see it. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm going. Maybe we could go together. And he was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And he let me know a couple days later, yeah, I got tickets to that show. And I kept saying, oh, man, we'll get up for dinner before the show, something like that. You know, like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm taking my girlfriend. I'm like, okay, I mean, whatever, you know. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) maybe two weeks before the concert, we're in this room, you know, got a bunch of people around, whatever. Yeah. And I, I put on culture wall. I'm getting excited about the concert. And uh, <laughs> somebody's like, oh, who is this? Like, culture wall, you know, excited to talk about this guy, this musician. Yeah, get ready to go. As a matter of fact, me and Pat, we're going together. And he <laughs> looks at me and he goes, he goes, uh, we are both going to the same concert. Jeez. We both bought tickets to the same concert, but we're not going together. <laughs> wow. I, I had never been put on ice like that, or that at least like, in a long time. Yeah, you know, what that's a little intense. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, it, it wound up being great. We, you know, I, it it took a long. Like, actually, we um we met up at the show after the show <laughs> was over because the drummer for the band was roommates with my cousin back in Nashville. Okay. And so my, I had texted my cousin. I was like, hey, I'm going to see your roommate. And he's like, well, go to the back door after it's all over. And we went around back and met the drummer. And he took our records, you know, and back into the backstage and got him signed by Coulter and brought him back out to us, whatever. And uh, that was real neat, you know, whatever. And then at like two months later, I'm telling this story in front of Pat to a bunch of people about how Pat put me on ice. And he was like, it wasn't like that. He's like, I just didn't want you to feel obligated to go with us, whatever. So he's since like started playing disc golf. We'll play disc golf together. He's a cool dude. We're friends, whatever. And today he was like, um, 
he was talking about his tattoos. There was like tattoo talk at the gym. Oh boy. And he's got a, he's got some pretty cool tattoos and he's got like pretty traditional style tattoos. Like he's from New Bedford, Mass, which is a big whaling community. They've got the whaling museum in New Bedford. So like whaling is like Mm -hmm. a big thing. He's got this big whaling tattoo on his arm. Mm -hmm. And he's got a, um, a skull. Um, and I looked at the skull and I was like, dude, that looks exactly like the cover for the Neverly Boys album. Oh. And yeah. he didn't know what that was. I sent him that album and he later on this evening, he texted me back. He's like, yo, that album's really good. Yep. I was like, check. My right? number two of the year, but last year, by the, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Um, what he... was your number two of the year last year? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> No, carry on. Keep going. <laughs> he uh, gotcha. He, so he's got these. You can imagine they're all black and white. They're all you know, like photorealistic type tattoos. And he yeah. said, "Well, you know, I've always thought about this other tattoo of just a uh, an old, you know, those old street signs like." people crossing whatever just like an old man and a symbol for a waterfall and a circle with a line through it like don't go chasing a waterfall (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 here for that tattoo that's a good one (laughs) it just struck me like this guy who just like isn't like he's clearly humors himself with jokes that he doesn't need other people to laugh at. Yeah. And that's such a like righteous characteristic that I am envious of because if I have something funny, by God, I need somebody else to know that I'm funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's, he, he's, he's just cool. He's chill. He's ice laugh. cold about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he's confident, man. You got to be confident. He's confident. You know, you're not he got, confident he in your himself. comedy. Mm-mm. You got to be confident. So, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, don't go chase. That should be the name of the episode, I guess. Don't go chasing waterfalls. I'm pretty sure we have one already named that. Do we? <laughs> I'll call I'm it pretty sure I'll call do. it Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls Part Two. And that will make sure that it's safe. Don't go chasing waterfalls part two, the abyss. <laughs> there James was not an there was not a sequel to the abyss, so. No. There should have been. I like that movie. Good movie. I love that movie. You know? Love that movie. Yeah. Love that movie. What's his name? Ed. Ed. Uh, Ed Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. That was like Gene that Triple was one? him, like as a, as a you know top tiered movie star, a list leading man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still in a lot they of stuff, but God, they that when they realized that they could put themselves into a hypothermic drowned state oh. and re- re- oh god and you're like oh anxiety. is he going and they have to revive them from the dead mm-hmm. oh mm. and they're blue their skin's blue like mm-hmm. yeah that was a that's a pretty sweet movie it's like aliens underwater you know basically spoiler but, alert well i'm just saying it's like the movie aliens but underwater <laughs> but underwater yeah, underwater it's, it's james cameron you know he's only got so many tricks up his sleeve you know all he cares about is aliens aliens on water aliens on another planet he likes aliens really? and being underwater so that was a combined two of his favorite things there was room on that door 
He, yeah. he went down to the Titanic. He went down there and saw that shit himself. <laughs> you know? He did. He did. You got to give him read, credit for I that. Read an article about it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what's up with you? What's, what's up? What's that? That's, that's, what's up is this is episode 159 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff. The podcast where we ask the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho and with me is Groove. Hey, um, I'm doing all right, you know? Doing okay. Been a whirlwind of a week. I'm kind of tired. I had a... Man, I've got, my gut stuff has been hurting me again. Like my Uh-oh. gallbladder thing or something. I feel like uh-huh. I feel like the other night it kept me up for a long time and I was like, oh, I don't know if it's like indigestion or what, but it was bad. So I've been kind of my sleep's been off this week. But yeah, you dropped me a text at like two in the morning. Oh well, I often do that. I'm usually up late anyway. I'm saying like I can't get to sleep till about four now. Whoa. Lately, but yeah, yeah, you, you gotta get back up in circadian rhythms. Okay, <laughs> that's some loud insects. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll see how that's gonna help me sleep. Get up with <clears throat> cicadas. Wing. <laughs> 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 uh, um, what's up with you? Well, I got some housekeeping. All right, hit us. With, I don't have any housekeeping, so hit us with it. Well, we, I don't know that we got a number one fan today, but I want to bestow a special IOLTOS happy birthday message to your boy, Kyle. Okay. Today's his birthday. Kyle's birthday, yeah. Yeah, he just turned 33. Ooh. I called him yesterday, and I said, do you feel older? And he, he is, he, you know, he's got a baby boy now. Oh, okay. And he said, man, to be honest with you, still, I wake up and realize I'm a father, and it rocks my world. Wow. <laughs> it's like, I don't care how old I am. But he uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I'm gonna make it about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were having a a cereal discussion. Okay, I know you're here for that. I know you enjoy a good cereal discussion. I think it was episode five. We ranked the cereals. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's well, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had the cereal hierarchy. I think it was either five or eight or something like that. It was near burning books and bacon chicken. Yep, that well, I think that's quite a bit before that. I think burning, I mean, burning books and bacon chicken is like later than that. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody cares who enough. Who to could go know? Back to this. Who could know the answer to these questions? Who could ever know? Yeah. Um, There's probably no way of knowing. No. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, I asked Kyle what his favorite cereal was, and his answer was incredible. Okay. And surprising, at the same time. And for his birthday every year, I buy him some boxes of that cereal. Oh. Captain Captain Crunch Oops All Berries. That's his favorite? That's his favorite cereal. Yeah. See, I'm not big on Captain Crunch. But if I, I did I eat it, I would it. eat the Oops All Berries kind. I, see, here's the thing. I had never actually seen a box of Oops All Berries before in my life. Yeah, it's pretty popular, I think. I didn't know that it was a thing when he told me what it uh, was. Yeah. And I also really deeply enjoy that name oops all berries oops all berries we screwed up it's uh, that's the conceit it was that they screwed up at the factory and you finally you know that's what every kid's dream like they did a lucky charms that was all ma- marshmallows before really yeah that has got yeah. to be 
That has got to be something only adults buy for themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, you. Uh, it's probably against the law to buy it for a child. I was just thinking just somebody's going to get a DCS called on them. Yeah, can't be good for you. I mean, who knows oops. what's in those marshmallows anyway? What's a be- what's a better name? Another na- that's oops has got to be a top five word. Oops. Oops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got a good sound to it. Double vowel, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost onomatopoeia, but not really. Yeah, almost, it, it but not really. Be. Yeah, but uh, also it, like almost like the exclamation point is almost part of that spelling of that word. Yeah, like you can't yeah, just be like, "Oops!" It's like, "Oops!" Well, I mean, you could, you could, but, but you, no. that changes <laughs> that changes the tone of that word so much that yeah. it's it's almost not that word all over again. Mm-hmm. It's a loaded term. Oops. So. I got some more housekeeping. Okay. Anyway, happy birthday, Kyle. Yeah, happy birthday. I would never do anything for you. We shouted you out. Yeah. You know, I mentioned last week a couple guys might be starting to tune into this podcast. You what? I mentioned last week a couple guys might be tuning into yeah, this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it is, it is happening. Oh, no. I got hit up this week. Old boy said... Yo, I checked out Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if you got Apple TV, go check out Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's a great television show. Easy to crush. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching it soon. I got the Apple TV. Do now. you you got that Apple TV? Well, Jackie got a free a free year of it for some reason. Yo, I, I don't know. Yeah, I got a free year of it sitting in my email. <laughs> but like I'm yeah. I'm definitely like if I sign up for this, I'm gonna forget twelve months from now. That's how they get you. Yeah. For That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Well, I, I'm curious. <laughs> From the grave. <laughs> he didn't die, man. He's not dead. You don't think he's dead? That's part of my, my QAnon level conspiracy that I will Come detail on, in a future episode. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Hey, man. They don't want you to know the truth about okay, Steve MTG. Jobs. Steve Jobs. I, the, the, QAnon has the Bill Gates stuff. I have Steve Jobs conspiracies. <laughs> This is how it started. They're going to trace it back. You're patient zero for Steve Jobs. It's the truth. Lamestream media. I mean, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, shout outs to Everett. Shout outs, Micah. Checking this out. Don't waste your time. Don't need to listen anymore. Yeah. Keep coming back. We can make that person. What's the person's name? (laughs) Everett. Everett. Everett could be number one fan this week. Congratulations. You're number one fan. Congrats. No <laughs> yeah. That's embarrassing. Uh, he's not even going to tell me. You know, he's yeah. not even going to mention it. Yeah. We'll see if he we listens watch, again. We watched Ted Lasso. Yeah, we'll find I'll find out whether or not they just will. went with the one episode. Be number one fan. It's a shame some people have never gotten number one fan, but this guy that I have no idea who he really is. Number one fan ever. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh shit! What, you got any hype? What's up? My hype is uh, John Favreau. <laughs> Sign me up. I just realized the other day I was watching stuff. I was like, man, I've never considered John Favreau to be some like one of my favorite directors or anything. Mm-hmm. But he is involved. You were watching. You were watching, you were watching Cowboys and Aliens. N- and yeah, that was what we watched. Cowboys and the Aliens. And- no, I just realized that John Favreau has a lot to do with a lot of things that I like, you know, and like yeah. he has his career 
has brought a lot of joy to my life. Yep. Starting with Swingers, you know. Yep. Love that movie. You know, you ride hard for Made, and I like that movie too. That was his first directing job, I think, right? It's Made. Digest Heath. No, Made was after Swingers. No, but he didn't direct Swingers. Oh, okay, okay. okay. He directed All Made, right. which is a sort of pseudo sequel to, to Swingers in a way. But um, yeah, directed Daddy. the what? It's got Puff Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He directed Iron Man, which is I think my favorite comic book movie of all time. Uh huh. The original Iron Man. You know, which kicked that off. You know, like that comic book movies weren't really good before that, except for um, I guess uh, the the Christopher Nolan Batman's had been going on, but you know, you go sleep. You go sleep on Michael Keaton. Okay, I mean he's good, but it was a long time between that and yeah, yeah. You know, and I did like Batman didn't make comic book movies super take off like Iron Man did. You know, no, you go you go sleep on. you can sleep on Daredevil? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, John Favreau was in that Daredevil movie. What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I won't hold that against him. But also just uh, you know, the chef, you know, recently watching the chef stuff, and then duh, just what he's done to like make me like Star Wars again when I was ready to write it off, you know. And mm. I looked up today and I saw that they originally he he wanted so badly to direct the the Force Awakens, the first of the sequel trilogy. And they were like, uh-huh. nah, we're going to get J.J. Abrams. So look how that turned out. What could have been? What could have been? Um, so shout I, out. You know, it's probably for the best, though. Because, I mean, I haven't watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch it. I just don't care. But from so what much. I understand, he has made right. He has. The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, he has. And I wonder if anybody's going to direct one of those major trilogy whatever right the force awakens like how much can any one director do when you're dealing with that corporate machine that needs to turn a profit i guess but you know he but i my i turned my focus to iron man that was a corporate machine thing that well but it wasn't the same though was it it wasn't the same it wasn't because when he did that they that was not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah, that that was started the him universe. saying, I've got yeah. a great... It was, yeah, of course it was a part of it, but they kind yeah. of retrofitted, you know, once they got deeper into it and they said, okay, we're going to do this plan for this many years. Like, yeah. in the beginning, that wasn't... I mean, that's why Robert Downey got such a great deal yeah. on on that movie because they didn't think it was going to be what it was. Yeah. And and it was I from what I remember at the time paying attention to that stuff was it was very much John Favreau that kind of resurrected the idea of that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, you're totally right. I mean, I'm with you. Like, I mean, he's is, I, I I if you'd ask me my top five favorite directors previous to me cons- having this epiphany, I would not have said him. But now I might consider him in my top five. You know, just because okay. I've I've loved so much that he's done. Yeah. When was the last time you watched Cowboys and Aliens? (laughs) I've actually never seen that movie. No, me neither. That apparently, I mean, that was it, right? That was he was riding high. He made that. He went down into the dumps. Well, apparently, the the, that comic book is really good, and but comic books don't always translate to the big screen, you know. So I don't know. Funny, somebody was just talking about Cowboys and Aliens being a good movie the other day, and I was like, "Really? Was it Jake? It wasn't Jake." Jake. Shots, shots fired. <laughs> uh, you got any other hype? No. What's your hype? Well, speaking of good movies, okay. I've got a. I'm just gonna read a text message to you. All right. 
at 7.45 this evening and get a text from Bill. Okay, yep. He says, have you seen Den of Thieves? I said, I haven't. He said, when I saw the trailer, I thought, quote, oh, this is cool. It's heat. But everyone, including the writer, has a brain injury. I'm 100% <laughs> down for this brand of stupid, end quote. But for one reason or another, I never got around to it. Chris Ryan has been talking it up for years now, and I share some of his tastes, particularly for garbage crime. So I thought I'd check it out tonight. Just started it, and the opening shot is a straight lift from Heat. Counterintuitively, this has made me more excited to watch the rest of this thing. Hmm. <laughs> he then took a picture of 50 Cent, and he said, Fitty! Was <laughs> oh, 50 said, Cent in that movie? 50 Cent's in that movie. I'm, I'm going to keep going here. Okay. He said, I actually fired up Netflix to see if the theatrical cut of Miami Vice was on here. I have the Blu-ray, of course, but that only has the director's cut, and Michael Mann doesn't always make the best decisions on his DCs. Ice Cube's kid is in the same criminal gang as Fiddy, huh. and it's led by Pablo Schreiber from season two of The Wire. And Gerard Butler's super cop who doesn't play by the rules hasn't even shown up yet. Oh. The cinematic masterpiece potential is strong in this one. <laughs> so that's some hype. I'm going to go yeah. check out Den of Thieves based on Bill's uh, uh, recommendation. That, and I got some other hype. Well, I've got, some, I've got some trivia about that movie. My boy Matt, <laughs> one of my best friends here in Wilmington, worked on that movie. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was the one that he worked on because he he has a history. I think he's worked on more than one film with Fifty Cent on it because he was he's okay. he's been Fifty Cent's driver. He was a transportation driver guy. Mm-hmm. Now he's like a director of that department. But he uh, so he drove drove Fifty Cent around. He said he was really awesome, really nice guy. So the vitamin water dollars. Yes, that's what. Yeah, you know. Another thing that I did this week. Okay. was uh, I opened up a box that had some uh, notebooks and stuff in it, and I thought it was going to be full of notebooks, mm-hmm. just like old spiral notebooks, like notes and stuff that I'd taken in college and grad school mm-hmm. because I'd saved all those notes. And underneath the first two spiral notebooks was four Case Logic CD cases. Oh. And I started leafing through those. And I found all of your old recorded DJ sets. Are you serious? That's what you sent yeah, me a picture got, of one of those. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I don't even remember which one it was, but like, damn, that stove is hot. Yep. I don't know Kung. I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Yep. I can't remember all the names of the other ones. They were. There was a they, live, live from uh, live from what was the uh, General Swim or whatever. What was the swim? Yeah. What was the, what was what was the swim time? General it, swim. The live yeah, from general swim. swim. Yeah. Uh, so. Ah, oh, yeah. I need you so to I'm like. Gonna, I need you just to rip those because I don't know if I have. I'm gonna, those. Well, yeah. I'm gonna bogart this and I'm gonna transition directly into not the height. <laughs> okay. You you scratched them and crushed them. No, my C, my computer doesn't have a CD drive. Oh, it's like the gift of the magi. <laughs> You finally used it you got, relatively appropriately. You got, you got me a hair comb, and I cut my hair off to, to afford to buy you pocket watch <laughs> chain. I have all your greatest hits yeah. and no way to play them. Man, 
That's a shame. I mean, I think I got I think I got a CD player in my car. There's got to be a CD. Somebody's got a computer that can rip that for you. Well, sure. But be careful. Don't don't let those get out in the wild. <laughs> Worth some money. I don't. Do you have a copy of Jayhez Kick Ass Christmas on CD? I mean, I'll have to go leafing through the Case Logic photo albums. I've been looking for that. That was a double CD that I made of all my favorite Christmas songs that didn't suck. Man, I got all and, sorts uh, of old CDs. I got all sorts of burnt CDs. Yeah. That, so I used to administer this, and you were a major part of it. <clears throat> I've got old CD club CDs. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Those of you that are newly yeah. listening, because maybe we kick it off again. I don't know. We should. I remember my last what? appearance in the CD club thing. I made, I made this wonderful DJ mix that I was going to be my CD. And then it, I, I had forgotten to press record. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this again. And that was it. I was, I was done. I had I'd so, done a whole set. It was all Mad Men inspired. It was mad songs from the Mad Men soundtrack. All, all mixed together. Sounds great. It was, yeah, it was fantastic for the, for myself in my kitchen making it. You know, I really enjoyed listening to it as you were making it, and it was gone because I didn't didn't press record. Found out with the death episode, (laughs) and and episode one fifty eight (laughs) proper. We uh, so what I did each year, and actually a couple listen. I mean, Grizzles was in it. Mm -hmm. Mikey was in it. Yeah. Um. I would invite 11 people to make a commitment. One month out of the year, they were responsible for making 11 burned CDs, Mm -hmm. liner notes, and mailing those CDs out to 11 other people. And you had to mail it out by the fifth of the month. Mm -hmm. And then for the rest of the year, somebody else was going to mail you a burned CD. And some people took that. They made great, fantastic liner notes, really cool mixtapes. Sometimes people did a theme to mm-hmm. it. That's and, all. My, my first one was really awesome. I did a, it was called Fire, Water Over Fire. And it was like half the mix was water songs and half the mix was songs mm-hmm. about fire. And I did, I and did so- hand, hand drawn liner notes for that. Yeah, and sometimes it really worked out, and then yeah. other times it was like novelty and fun for one or two listens, and then you couldn't yeah. really keep going back to it, you know. Um, and I think I did that. I think it was like eight or nine years I yeah. did that, and the final <laughs> the final iteration of it was twenty four people, and it was two years long, and it was via Dropbox. What year was that? And oh, I think it was twenty ten to twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I remember the final, the reason, like what I enjoyed about that so much is I put myself at the end of that run. Uh-huh. And my idea was I took my favorite song from everybody else's mm. mixtape and I made like a greatest hits. Yeah. And I, I still go back to that playlist cause it was like a playlist on my computer and listen to it. Cause it's just like, I mean, 23 different people, like they're like my favorite song that they chose for their mix. It's like all bangers. It's mm-hmm. all good songs, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we got enough, enough fresh blood these days in my life that I could probably run that back. The problem is I didn't really enjoy the going on Dropbox with it. And I don't think people could. What about, why don't we just days. do Spotify playlists? 
Ooh. Why don't you just make a Spotify playlist? You know? Yeah. I that's... mean, it's like, I mean, that's kind of takes some of the like artisticness out of it, I guess, or something. Yeah. I mean, like... it was so cool to get a package in the mail, you know, and to open it up and put the, put it in your car and read the liner notes. We had a corresponding website where you were supposed to write a blog post about, about what your mix was and what that was all about. And, and the thing was, is if you didn't do it, you got kicked out. Mm-hmm. You weren't invited back the next year. Yeah, it's right? like fantasy football. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know. We got to resurrect oh, that you somehow. Can, uh, I see that you can do custom artwork on your Spotify playlist. Okay. Distracted. Can, uh, I'm just looking at, you know, just trying, <laughs> just trying to name desserts. Thinking more desserts. Um, yeah, yeah. You can. We could do that. You can yeah, you can do custom artwork for your for your Spotify playlist. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what it looks like. Mikey Mikey literally just texted us. Do you guys not keep a mixtape app on your phone? Is he listening to the show live somehow? (laughs) 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 Dat piff question mark. It has all the mixtapes that didn't make it to Spotify. Oh, he's talking about last week's episode where you're talking about I am just a rapper. Oh, okay. Or I am not a rapper. I don't even remember. Holy uh, crap. Okay. Oh, wow. That's oh, scary. I didn't know about that. All right. Well, nice distraction there, Mikey. Please. This is why you're not number one fan. You got to not interrupt us while we're recording. So. <laughs> Quit listening live. Yeah. I, I'm down to do that. I mean, we've got the Instagram group. We can get, get the crew involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah, do what's it. your not that high? Uh, did I talk about people being experts in Facebook groups on the podcast at any point in time recently. <laughs> I think you did. And I really can't wait to hear about it again. Well, yeah. Did I talk about, I told you about the guy with the, that told me the, the crawdads were illegal. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Or was it just on, you saw it on Facebook? Was it, I can't even remember. Anymore. No, that was just on Facebook. Yeah. I yeah, haven't I talked about it on the show. That's when right? Papa, Papa responded about his, his oh lobster. yeah, his 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 uh his his, his crawl. Yeah, so I didn't. I think that fell into the gap of us not talk, not doing a show for a little while. Um. So if you, if I'm repeating myself, sorry everybody, you have to hear this again. It, it, the the worst thing you can do if you if you enjoy something is join a Facebook group about it. Because it's just uh, the, uh, to quote Das to bring up Das Racist again. Uh, they have a song where one of the lines is, I'm tired of arguing with white dudes on the internet. Yeah. And truly, Facebook groups are just know-it-all white dudes telling you, you know, their expert advice on something you know more about it than they do, you know? And it's just infuriating. So I was on this Facebook. I mean, I joined a bunch of aquarium Facebook groups because I'm super into the aquarium sounds, stuff right now, you know? Sounds like you're doing it to yourself. Well, I, that's why I, I I learned. I had the epiphany. I was like, wow, this is a terrible idea. Um, so somebody asked me about, well, in one of these groups, somebody said, hey, can I get a, cra- a couple crawdads for my tank? And I relayed a story to them about how when I was about like 11 years old or something, I caught a bunch of crawdads and I kept them in an aquarium together. And they were great. I, I had them as pets for a long time, you know? Um, they died of old age. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. some some asshole, some fucking asshole comments. Well, that's illegal. 
because I had caught them myself from a stream. Well, well, that's illegal. And I just wanted to, I didn't, because if you light into these people in these groups, then they just bring all their dumbass friends to like, and then you had, then you're involved in an argument over fucking crawdads for seven hours, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to be like, all right, motherfucker. When I finish my time machine, <laughs> my first trip back in time will be to tell my 11 year old self, don't catch those crawdads. It's illegal. You've made it to the top of the list, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and so instead of saying that, which was pretty harsh, I just said, oh, well, 11-year-old me is going to be in big trouble. And uh, some some nice older lady said, that is really funny. You're really funny. And I was like, thank you. You know who's not funny? This asshole here who's lecturing me about illegal crawdad catching, right? So... I. I did not learn my lesson from that, and I was involved in a shrimp-keeping group. Okay, that's the first problem. Like, I'm an adult in a shrimp-keeping group. <laughs> so I, the shrimp thing, like, somebody was like, hey, uh, if I'm trying to clean my the sand in you know, the bottom of my tank, I, you know, I don't want to clean it that often because I don't want to suck up any of the shrimp or whatever. And I just commented, I said, well, good thing is shrimp kind of keep the, the sand pretty clean because they, they pick up, they eat all the little food and scraps and stuff that like are left over. And some fucking know-it-all responded to me and said, actually, that's not true. Shrimp are very messy eaters and throw their food all over the place. And I wanted to be like, you motherfucker, that's because you overfeed your shrimp because you're a fucking dumbass. I'm surprised you even know how to use the fucking internet because you're a fucking idiot. But I didn't say that. Now, now take your $20 and fuck off. And fuck off. Yeah. You, you're related to the fucking Uber driver. I just fucking, I just, I just unjoined that group and every single one of them, except for one group that is like filled with people that like, they don't tolerate that shit. And uh, I got on there. I was like, hey, this expert on the shrimp creeping group, uh, this expert on another group said that uh, this, this, this. I was like, about shrimp. And I was like, am I an idiot or a liar? Question mark. And they were like, oh, is it shrimp keeping fans Facebook group? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, those people are insane. So I felt a little vindicated. But yeah, my not the hype is fucking experts on Facebook. I... The thing that I find to be so interesting is how you use Facebook mm -hmm. and how you've kind of like retained it as a medium for both your crea creative expression and also your actual social networking because I'm I'm so hard into Instagram. Yeah. And and I'm completely I mean like technically I have a Twitter but I haven't tweeted in you know years and all i was doing for like the last three years of my twitter was just tweeting links of stuff that i wanted to be able to go back and look at it was mm -hmm. just like my own personal archive of like youtube videos and stuff like that yeah um and you've you really carved out this niche on facebook where you've got these groups that you're 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 participating in although it seems like you're bailing on most of them and you've the the you know the the city uh i'm not going to name it right yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah website and then uh you know <laughs> your own personal page it's like anytime i go on there 
which is rare, right? I'm on there once a week tops for maybe 12 minutes. And all I care about is just like seeing your past three posts <laughs> and like catching Papa's, up, right? Like I'm just there to see what you've said, what Papa said. Papa's usually flaming people in the yeah, comments. Yeah. Of like, I, I enjoy you know, Papa's stuff. Facebook, yeah. Uh, that's how my friend, my friend Matt is like that too. He's like, man, I never get on Facebook. When I do, I make sure to check your last couple posts. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I used, used to have, what, do you still do the hot take Sundays? Uh, yeah, I haven't done them as much, um, because things were so grim in the world. I didn't feel you, the need to contribute to that. No, I did one last week and everybody got mad at me. So what was it? Uh, man, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up, but, um, yeah, go look, go look that shit up. I think the people need to know. Cause I don't think many people. Oh yeah. It's kind of has to do with my consuming, but, um, my hot take Sundays was oh. that, uh, the life aquatic with Steve Zissou is a shitty movie. <laughs> people got mad. People got mad. <laughs> people are so precious about Wes Anderson. Yeah. Oh, I am too. I love Wes Anderson, but that let's, I was ready to, I was ready to admit, that movie sucks. Um, that movie sucks. I, you know, I've had a yeah. I've, I do hot take Sundays, which has is involved me shitting on various sacred cows like Bob Dylan, <laughs> uh, Sublime. People got real mad about me saying Sublime was shitty. Um, <laughs> and then I, I just continued to dig at those people. I just because I said I recently I said Sublime is just reggae Nickelback. People got real mad at that. Um, yeah, hot take Sundays where I, you know, I'm willing to say the things that that other people are are not willing to say. You know, just like You're right. I'll rank things. You know, I'll rank things that I enjoy and be like, and it won't be the things that are the most popular or whatever. I I use Facebook like I should use Twitter, mm-hmm. but Twitter's a even worse cesspool of just shitty comments than facebook is and i, I think mean, to be co- honest with you i don't even know like uh, like who still fucks with twitter i do I, I get on twitter but mostly it's for magic stuff because there's like a whole magic the gathering twitter scene but <sighs> facebook i can kind of curate my my people more and then on twitter you'll just have some random person just saying that you know he hopes that you die of fucking dysentery or something you know uh-huh. And then in that once again turns into a seven hour argument, you know. Um, <laughs> I've tried, you know, it's just how it is. But yeah, I mean, I I don't. I mean, it's interesting to hear other people's opinions of my Facebook use because I don't. I just use it for what I use it, which is just telling jokes and yeah, expressing well, myself. Well, for those you know, of you that want to want to chuckle, head on over to Facebook. <laughs> Add me, Joey, Joey Hall. Yeah, all right. Yeah. What's your hype still out? The Super Bowl. Okay, go on. Did you have another hype? Yeah, I don't have a fucking CD wrong. Oh, on yeah, my you're right. Computer. So the Super Bowl, uh, so it's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't have a dog in that fight, really. I have friends that are fans of... Kansas City, and I'm cool with them winning for that. But they won last year, so they got their their time. I do, however, have a long standing hatred and rivalry. He doesn't know about this rivalry, but <laughs> with Tom Brady, um, uh-huh. I uh, t- historically, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show many times. I'm a I'm a Peyton Manning fan, you know. 
And yep. Tom Brady was always the 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 end boss, the one that always, you know, the villain that always got away with it, you know? Yeah. And absolutely positive. I don't hate any sports team really, except for the new England Patriots. Yep. I absolutely despise the new England Patriots, everything about them. Fuck that team. So I'm conflicted because I should want Kansas city to win, but the petty part of me, you know, the part that comes up with hot take Sundays, Cannot pass up an opportunity for a walk-off fuck y'all. You know? Yeah. So, like, Tom Brady taking the fucking... Like, can you name somebody on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And a bunch of fucking... They're probably... If you told me it was a bunch of high school seniors on that team, I'd be like, well, all right. I guess they are. Because I don't know any of those people. No. In Dominican Sioux. Washed up, at, oh, really? washed up in Dominican Sioux is on that team. Yeah, that's the only one I can name other than that. So the part of me, like the Schadenfreude part of me, is like, man, I just want Tom Brady to just fucking win this thing, and then just both finger, middle fingers in the air, just fuck y'all. Kid Rock plays as he walks backwards into the tunnel, and they both go to a, a Trump rally. <laughs> yeah, they both go to a Trump rally. Yeah. There's this part of me that's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's like the villain yeah. is like, oh, now the villain has shown weakness and now I feel bad for him. And I'm like, well, none of my heroes are left alive, so might as well root for this guy, you know? So hype's still I, out. I, I don't know, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think you've probably like effectively synopsized the situation that probably a lot of people are in. Yeah, I think so. They're so used to hating Tom Brady, but at the same time, fuck them Patriots. Yeah, fuck the Patriots. Now, yeah, it's crazy thing is I'm I'm in Patriots country. I live oh, I in know. Patriots country. Yeah. How do you how do you deal the, with that? I went to the 2019 UFC, NFC Championship game. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I went. It was when they were playing the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Buddy of mine, um, wow. life, lifetime Steelers fan. Yeah. Uh, and actually, a uh, friend of the pod, T Rob, uh, our friend T Rob is a sports agent. Mm-hmm. He had a guy that was playing for the Patriots who had been told, Hey, you're not going to dress. Mm-hmm. So he was looking to get rid of his tickets. Like he had tickets to the game. And so I bought those tickets at face value. Ah. I got to take my buddy Dustin. Dustin flew up from Texas, stayed with me for a couple nights up in Rhode Island. We went to the it was my first time ever going to an NFL game. Yeah, I've been to it. Yeah, we went to yeah. the, we went to that NFC championship <laughs> game. It was a good game. Patriots won. They went on to the Super Bowl and my boy boy Dustin was just weeping into his terrible towel. <laughs> he yeah. was all decked out. I honestly I was nervous we were gonna get in a fight. Because he was, you know, he was yeah. really decked out in, in Steelers outfit. Um, I, but uh, I'm kind of conflicted because, you know, I didn't. I mean, the the football team I grew up with was the University of Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. So you're a Peyton Manning I, fan. Yeah. I'm a Peyton Manning fan, yeah. but I've also never had an allegiance to a pro team. Pro team. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of. Well, and, I guess like when when did the Titans come around? When I was in eighth grade, they went from Houston to Nashville. So and you, Nashville but that, that's kind of like me with the Panthers. Like I was in like, I was like a freshman in high school. So that's yeah. why I'm not a Panthers fan. Cause like, nah, too late for that. Y'all should have yeah. got here earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Also like, 
it's three hours to Nashville from Knoxville. Right. And I don't know how many other states have this kind of situation, but like East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and West Tennessee may as well be three different states. Yeah. I mean, you've it's got an allegiance state. to Tennessee very, like, against of, others. Yeah. It takes eight yeah. hours to get to Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long. Not, it's I a mean, lot of it, area. technically, it's the same state. We got the same governor, but that's a whole different culture. I've uh, I've been to a game at the Titan Stadium in Nashville with P Dog, friend of the show, yeah. P Dog. Um, yeah, we went to see the Titans versus the Jets one year, and uh, nice stadium. Well, good, happy for him. Yeah, but I I think I might be like. Uh, it was a lot easier when Tom Brady was throwing the ball, but I might be a Patriots fan. A Patriots fan? You mean a? I mean, I'm, I'm friendly to the Patriots. Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> I live here. I don't know about that. I live here. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't stoop to that. You could be a fan of like me of the, of the Celtics. It's okay to be a fan of the Celtics. I'm a fan of the Celtics. I'm a yeah. fan of, I guess, the Bruins. The the Boston Bruins. Yeah, why not? Nah. You know, that's fine. Whatever. I just, All right, whatever. But, I mean, I, I was willing to say the other day, I, it's, I I have been a hater for so long. I was willing to say the other day, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I said it on I Facebook. Know, it and sucks. then everybody it got, it hurt. I was like, I don't, I was like, I'm not happy about it either. And a bunch yeah. of people got on there and named a bunch of quarterbacks that are not the best quarterbacks of all time. Like, what about so-and-so? Like, No. And then somebody got on there and was like, well, Tom Brady's been carried by every team he's been with. I was like, motherfucker, have you seen these people that's on the team with him? Have you seen who's on this team? You know any of them? No. <laughs> he's the greatest of all time. He took a bunch of, he took the fucking Bad News Bears and took them to the Super Bowl. It's true. I fucking hate it. Yeah. But Ugh, part gosh. of me just wants to just completely embrace the, the dark side and it feels Turn, good, you know. It does. It feels mm. good. It's it's tough. I mean, when I was sitting in that stadium, watching them boys roll over the Steelers, I was like, "Oh man, winning is fun." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, but at what cost? At what cost? I mean, I'm a Falcons fan so, all my life, so I don't know oh, what winning twenty eight to three. What winning's like? Um, yeah, you got to feel it for three quarters. Oh, now I watched that Super Bowl, and at halftime, everybody was congratulating me. I was like, nah, don't congratulate me. This thing's over. We lost. They were like, what? <laughs> it's like, you know, like, I had my 100 points. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Iceman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, What's your hype still out? So my hype still out is the fact that I've, I'm in a disc golf tournament this Sunday. Okay. This is always I don't your know hype still out. I'm paying attention yeah. to the weather. Oh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be real cold. And I haven't played but maybe three rounds of disc golf in about three months. Yeah, and one of them you were like stuck outside your locked car for a while. Yeah, Yeah. it's the worst day of my life. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) you know, hype's still out. Do I remember how to throw? I don't know. Good news is it's doubles tournament. Mm -hmm. Bad news is the guy that I'm paired with is not nearly as good as I am. Uh-oh. I hope he doesn't listen to the show. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't listen. He, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> he knows it. He knows okay. it. You know, I'm better off the yeah. teapad than he is. He's he's a little bit more secure putting. And so we we make a pretty good team. And the last time we played league, we got partnered together to, you know, and, and we we won. We slaughtered our the other team that we were playing against. So hopefully we get to recreate that magic. But yeah. you know, I'm not too excited about an eight AM tea time in the middle of February in Rhode Island. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. There's That's gonna be a cold. bunch of Patriots fans out there too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I just realized that. Damn. The thing that technically, yeah, the, technically the, the 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 tournaments in Massachusetts. Okay. Even worse. Yeah. Even worse. Mass holes. <laughs> oh man. So, what what about you? Uh, I just gave you my still out. I'm still out. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So what have you been consuming? Uh got a bunch of things. Uh Jackie and I just finished I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is an HBO docu series about uh the Golden State Killer. True crime yeah. thing. Uh notably Michelle McNamara, uh the author of that book, was married to uh Patton Oswalt before her untimely death. Yep. Um the movie the show the thing is like a real tearjerker. Number one, it's a horrific crime and the the victims are interviewed and it's like really affecting. But also there's this like kind of beautiful love story between Patton and Michelle. And it's also heartbreaking because of, you know, her passing. And uh man, it was really emotional. But it's very good. If you're into true crime, I suggest checking it out. Um the book which they they lovingly finished for her that she was working on uh is also called i'll be gone in the dark um music i've been listening to uh so i've talked about people under the stairs on this show before yep uh the uh i just got their classic album ost on vinyl it was like a hundred dollars before they re-released it recently uh-huh um, I've gotten into the people, people in the stairs is a group that I've always known about since I was like in high school, um, or shortly after high school, but I never got super into them until like the past five years. And I've really gotten into them. Um, th- this, a duo Thess one and double K and, uh, double K passed away this week. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, so you heard about it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine's a huge people on the stairs. You know, actually, uh, this girl named Lindsay, she had acid raindrops on her mixtape from the mixtape club. Are you serious? I, I love that Got song. Got me into yeah. that. Yeah, I love that song. That's their greatest song. I mean, obviously, but for um, sure. But yeah, they're great. Um, and that that ho- that's off the OST sound. Uh, sound uh, I say sound. It's, it, OST stands for original soundtrack, but it stands for that. But that's that's the album that has acid raindrops on it. So I, you know, I've been listening to their old albums and I did not realize that they released an album in 2019 and it was like their farewell album. It was, they were retiring from being people under the stairs. They've been friends since they were in high school um, and still were friends up until double K passing away from the sounds of it. Um, but they did this, this last album and it, man, the day that I hurt my, my nephew's really into them and he's like, Hey, double K died. And so I just, 
got on Spotify and I was like, I never noticed they had this album called Sincerely the P. And that album is them kind of saying goodbye to their fans and like wow. saying that they're they're retiring and all this stuff. And it's I mean, it's it's not sad. I mean, there's a lot of sad parts of it, but it's also kind of bravado into it of like, oh, yeah, we we're great, but we're going out on top and all this. And kind of rapping about their families and like their one of the things is like that's one rapping to his song to his son. Um, and it's like a really like emotional album and man, it was just a tearjerker. And the last song on that album is uh called uh Oh, the 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 memory what is it called? Oh, I'm looking it up. Sorry, dead air. I'm, oops, I was about to play it. Uh, it's called "The Sound of a Memory," and uh, I listened to that, and the, the whole the whole album is almost like I don't know if they knew he was sick or something because it sounds like they knew something. And that last song is him like Double K, and they're like paying tribute to a bunch of other people that influenced them that passed away, like MCA from the Beastie Boys and a lot of other rappers that have died and stuff. Uh-huh. And. Uh, <clears throat> Man, it just like really affected me. And then Thess one on on Instagram was like, "Yeah, that that song sound of a memory is like Double K's last words to all of you as fans." And man, I just like I've been like super emotional over the passing of this. You know, I never saw them live or anything. It just really affected me. But they're they're great. Everybody should check them out. Underrated. I I, I would say they rank up there. I would put them against any per, any music producer of all time. Um, well, that's bold. Their their beats, particularly in hip hop, like their beats are so creative and so just sound so good. I mean, I'd put them up there with anybody you want to like Kanye. Anybody, I'd put them up there with that. Um, yeah, they're just really talented. And I'm sorry that I never got to see them live. They were they were known for their live shows. They they just always were touring and never got the credit they 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 deserve. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then uh, the aforementioned Life Aquatic, which I'm going on record as saying is a shitty movie. Not just a shitty Wes Anderson movie, but a shitty movie in general. Overrated. Um, sorry, not sorry. And then the last thing I watched last night was that In and of Itself, which you mentioned last week. Yeah. So now you probably understand why I said. Don't read anything about it. The less you know, the better. And I was thinking about whether or not we talk about it on here. And I'm thinking, let I, I would like to talk about it. Uh, I, I think uh, I can talk about it without giving anything away. Well, let's save it. I'll, I got two consumings. One is in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I bring up my other consuming. It's not going to be a lot. And then we say, hey, if you haven't watched in and of itself, and you don't need to listen to the OC talk. Go ahead and end the episode. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then okay. So I've been listening to this uh this band called Goat Girl. Goat Girl? Yeah, okay. Goat Girl. And the the album's called On All Fours. Okay. It's a it's a it's a it's released in twenty one, so it's a new release. And uh I didn't know I don't know much about the band at all, to be honest with you. It's four different women. Uh it's just a regular kind of like pretty standard like you know i don't know guitars and drums mm-hmm. rock in air quotes band um <clears throat> and i think you like them 
they're they're a little bit it's a little bit fuzzy. Um, oh, you need to get that. Sorry, I had to red button somebody there. Um, I'll can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I I, I don't know. I listened to the album like three times in a row. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a little bit fuzzy, really rocky, um, not super loud, um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's worth checking out. I think it's like probably. I mean, we're in, we're early in February in February here, but it's it's probably the most promising release of the year so far. Twenty twenty one release. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Let's I think you like out. it. Yeah, I will. Is that all you had for uh, consuming? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're the what? Oh, we watched Sinister. Jackie wanted me to say that we watched this movie, Sinister, which was a good horror movie. With uh, well, David's not gonna be interested in that. It has uh, your boy Ethan Hawke in it from like okay. twenty eleven or something. It's good, good, movie, good horror movie. If you like horror movies, Blumhouse joint. Um, you don't like horror movies, so there's nothing for me to really tell you about it. Yeah, um, fuck that. So I guess we can talk about in and of itself, but I still, I don't think we should say much specifically about it. Um, I can say my part. And then if you want to get into more detail, you can, but I think anything we spoil is going to be, there's not, people are not going to be able to help themselves and they're going to listen to this part. But if you don't want to know anything at all about in and of itself, stop right now or skip ahead like five minutes or something. But I will say it's like, I, I turned that, Whatever it is, it's hard to describe it. I turned it on. I watched the first minute of it and was like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I thought you were trolling me. I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching this. And then I watched a minute more and I was like, okay, I'm interested a little bit, but I'm not going to watch much of this and I'm going to turn it off and I probably won't ever come back to it, but maybe I will. So I watched about 15 more minutes of it, and then I was like, okay, well, I want to finish this, but I'm not going to watch it all tonight Um, because I can't. It's just I can't. The pace of it is very slow, very uh, deliberate. And then I watched like 30 more minutes of it, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to watch the rest of this. So I watched the whole thing. Um, It is an experience. It is very much... um, it's got to be one of the, <laughs> like, I don't know when it was filmed, but recently, right? Not not in 2020, maybe, but. It was, no, it was like 2019. 2018. 2018, okay. 18 to 19, right? I mean, yeah. it, it was it was, it was was for, I think it was two years total. Yeah. That's how long so, it ran. Yeah. Uh, one of the a great, I could just imagine the the being in the the performance it's i mean that's all i'll say about it just kind of amazing um and this is one thing that's kind of a spoiler but that the 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 part in the end felt like almost a religious experience for the people that were involved in it like the the audience involved yep uh which did had you ever see that did you ever see that movie keeping the faith no okay keep going um that that ending part which involves the audience uh i was i was openly weeping by the end of it with the with the people in you know in it uh-huh. 
uh, just a, a emotional, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'll say about it. I think that's vague enough that it doesn't ruin anything. Yeah, I I think anything you get specific about about what it is, yeah, or what it is about, or the methodology of the storytelling mm-hmm. is going to pigeonhole it for anyone about to go into it too much because yeah. it's not the thing that it appears to be right away, which is exactly what you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. I had the same experience in the very beginning. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. Right. In the very first <clears throat> like text on the screen says, please put your phone away and, and give this your attention. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is America. You know, um, but you should turn your phone off. You should. You should totally turn you your phone do off. It. Like, yeah, do, do like your, so you I, can. You can for an hour and a half. You can go without your phone. If you're not going to do that, don't watch it. Don't um, bother. Or I mean, like me, I was like, I'm gonna keep my phone out, and then after like five minutes, I was my phone was away. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, you've, you've earned it. Was, you've earned so, it. Yeah. Um, I I too <laughs> had the. I'm about to turn this off. I'm about to turn this off. I'm about to. I'm just gonna watch a little bit more. I'm just gonna watch a little bit more. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Um, I think that the thing that I like the most about it is that it is a is such a singular piece. Mm -hmm. It is only possible. You can have people that have had a life's work like him. Uh-huh. But there, and there's so few people that have devoted their lives to a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And even of those people, which we'll say is like what? 0.005% of people have really truly been special enough to devote their lives to a thing. Mm-hmm. To be an expert on one specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then of those people, even fewer can turn that life's work into something else, Mm -hmm. which I think is what was so powerful. I mean, the thing that was on screen by itself was potent. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the more I realized like, this could only come from him and this could only come from someone so special that he is blending narrative storytelling performance all while leveraging his lifetime experience being devoted to the one craft. Mm-hmm. And I am, just, I, I, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it, yeah. about how special that is to have gotten to experience something that is so utterly rare. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the thing that you're talking about, the thing at the end and, and even throughout, it's like all these moments of just novelty and discovery and payoff and, you know, surprise and delight that alone would have been transformative. Mm -hmm. But to get to be like, Holy shit, this is the only person on the face of this planet that can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's rare. Yeah. I particularly like how it plays with the notion of truth. Because mm-hmm. he, uh, I mean, this is a little bit spoilery, but he establishes himself as a con artist in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, as like, he almost says, I'm an unreliable narrator. 
So you leave it, and it's like, well, I don't. If you told me all of that was true, I'd be like, okay. And if you told me that none of that was true, and that's not his real name, and this is not that, I would be like, okay, that's. I believe that too, you know. Um, which is so interesting. There's this meta aspect of it of like <laughs> the the con man saying, "I'm going to tell you something. Don't and believe he says, me. I, I'm only going to tell you the truth because I know that you won't believe me." Yeah. But it, it's like a, it's like a riddle or something in a way. It's like, well, is that the truth, or are you telling the, the biggest lie? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of layers to that. Um, a lot of depth to it. Yeah, it definitely impacted me in a way and like st- stuck with me. Um, I I partic- in particular would like for Bill to watch it. <laughs> uh, I, I talked to him. I was, I so I was on the phone with him yesterday, it. and I told him. Yeah. And and the thing is, he. He knows a guy that travels in that same circle with him. That's oh, friends okay. with him. Yeah. And was gotcha. and went to one of the went went and saw it live. Yeah. And okay. said as soon as it became as soon as it was purchased by Hulu. Yeah. But he said he called Bill and said, You you have to watch this yeah. ASAP. So um so Bill's gonna get around to it. I I, yeah. I do look forward to what he has to say about it. I um, recommend it. it. It was it was extremely emotional in a way that I did not expect for it to be like, it made me, yeah. it made, like I said, by the end I was crying, you know, his, his patience uh, is, it was great. I mean, his timing was, was impeccable. It was really well directed. Just saying it's like, it, it <laughs> it's good that, I mean, <laughs> granted, uh, perhaps he's used his powers for ill in the past, but it's like, man, this is a good thing. This guy didn't decide to like start his like exploitative religion or something, you know? Yeah, because everyone would follow yeah. would follow it, you know. And and Indros, uh, you know, you know Indros. Yeah, yeah, I was having a discussion with him about it. He watched it too, and he was like, "Well, you know, it's interesting that we've got this this guy whose craft is about deceit in right. a way." Yeah, yeah. And that you're talking about, you know, plays with this notion of truth and mm-hmm. what is truth. And he's like, "Well, you know, also on top of it, the." The director is a puppeteer. Yeah, true. It's directed by Frank you know, Oz, just, uh, the famous puppeteer and you know, voice of Yoda. And yeah, Frank Oz, and he directed the the, the thing it's based on too. Um, yeah, that is that is a good it, point. He is it is directed by a literal puppeteer. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was great. I do look forward to watching it again. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm and I'll give it some time. Um, but yeah, watch it. Perhaps I think it's a great thing to maybe watch by yourself. Maybe take your chance yeah. to watch it by yourself and then recommend it to somebody else that you would have watched it with and have them watch it by themselves, you know? Um, and watch it, watch it all the way through the credits. Watch the, watch the credits too, you know? Um, yep. Yeah. It's, it's very good. I, I've, I've, I appreciated you recommending it cause I would not have, uh, um, not have discovered it on my own. I don't think. Surprised it's not kind of gone viral, but well, see, I think I think it will. Yeah, it probably will. It, it will, and it may be a little slow burn on that, but <clears throat> yeah, and it, it just sucks that if anybody else would have told me, but I mean, the guy that told me about it, he said, "Watch it in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Don't read anything about yeah, it beforehand. Don't, don't read anything about it." And I, you know, just like you, I barely took his recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you know, and I don't. I'm not offended that you barely took mine because yeah. it worked its magic on you. Hey, yeah. um, 
you know, and uh, hopefully other people will have, to, you know, I've obviously I've kind of been on a tear just recommending it to people and, mm-hmm. you know, all but, you know, there's only been one person that didn't like it. Mm. And it was the person that it was Lindsay that put people under the stairs. <laughs> well, there's not a correlation between Pete, yeah. people under the stairs fans and fans of that. But uh, shout out to something else you recommended that I actually watched. Uh, Palm Springs got nominated for best gold, uh, best picture for Golden the Golden Globes. Yeah, for uh, best comedy or whatever that category is. All right, because they you know Golden Globes splits it into drama and comedy, I guess. The only two types of film, drama films and comedy films. Um, they, uh, so I, don't, I mean, sometimes that means it's going to get an Oscar nod. Sometimes it means it will be overlooked, but I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it'll be overlooked. Well, it might get a screenwriting nod or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was, I was kind of excited to see it on there. The, uh, <laughs> what? the, uh, uh, Somebody tweeted today, I don't know who, you know, I just saw it floating around the internet and said, if you still don't believe that white supremacy is real, Emily in Paris has a Golden Globe nomination. (laughs) God. (laughs) True. Oh, man. Are you ready? Yeah. Go for it. You're not watching the OC. Get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. I this found is, my uh, book. Stop being a hater. You what? Welcome to the OC. I found my book. Stop being a hater. Oh, good. And to love the OC. Yeah. yeah. We need to read that. Um, yeah. So this is the OC season one, episode 21. The Goodbye Girl is the title. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I'll do the uh, the overview of the episode really quickly. Uh, the mm-hmm. number one storyline, I guess, is the fact that Anna has announced she is leaving. She's going to move back to Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of this episode revolves around Seth having a problem with that and and thinking that he has driven her away. Um, also, this light bit of like, there is a sense of regret of like, well, maybe I should have chose Anna, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the episode. Which Summer handles really well, like maturely, maturely, in a mature way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, that, and we Summer's kind of storyline is kind of reacting to that, or like being supportive of Seth. Um, we have the further development of Ryan and Teresa, and uh, this sort of like tension between what is good for Teresa, whether she should stay or go. A lot of people have their opinions on that. Sandy, Ryan, you know, kind of this will she, won't she thing. Uh, We have Eddie shows up and, you know, tries to vie for her affections again. Eddie is her, uh, her fiance, I guess. Um, The other storylines we have are uh, Sandy coming to grips with, trying to decide whether to help Uncle Sean and thus Caleb in the face of uh, Kirsten being involved in some ill stuff that she didn't realize with the Newport group and how that relates to this, you know, fixer, Uncle Sean. And um, then we also have some more Julie and uh, Julie and Luke stuff. Um, Jimmy is... 
noticing that it's a little odd how Julie's interacting with Luke. And um, we also have Caleb being crowned man of the year for the, the, the county, I guess. County magazine Regency? or whatever. Is it Regency magazine? Regency magazine? I can't. I don't know. Regal? It's, it's one of those like regional county magazines or something. And they've, they've named mm-hmm. him man of the year. And so we have a party. Surprise, surprise. Um, another black tie affair, I guess. Well, maybe not black tie affair, but a fancy party at the Cohen's house. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Finally, someone... <laughs> I have it in my notes. Finally, I have it in my notes. It only took 21 episodes. Finally, somebody went into the pool at a party in a fight. Um, we can we can talk more about that in a little bit. All right, so that's my overview. Did I miss anything? Um, what, what are your, what are your, what are your notes? Um, I've just got a bunch of quotes mostly. Yeah, good. I, I didn't write you down, but there's some great quotes in this. <clears throat> it's amazing. His lips don't even move. So we've got at the beginning of the episode, you know, Seth comes into the, to the pool house and it's just grilling Ryan. Yeah. Where, where's Teresa going to stay? Where's she going to live? Is she going to lease 12 months, year? Is she looking to buy, you know, what kind of job is <laughs> she going to get? Yeah. And, and. And, you know, they have that moment. We come back into the kitchen of the Cohen's household and, and you know, Sandy begins asking the same, same line questions. of questioning and <laughs> Seth is answering on behalf of Ryan. And he looks at Ryan. It's, it's amazing. His lips don't even move. And then, you know, he goes into those questions on Ryan. Ryan doesn't have the answers. And then Seth looks at Ryan and says, I am this way for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's another great, another great, uh, bit of co- comedy bit between Sandy and, and, and Seth and thus there was a two lot actors. of great writing in this episode, a lot of really good yeah. lines. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, you know, we're 21 episodes in, we've got a pretty good understanding of most of these characters. Mm-hmm. And so the writers are just really leaning in on a lot of the characters, except for one. Marissa. No, I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. She had her moments. Um, this I just, there was one moment that I wrote, how about Luke going from water polo bully to white boy blues guitar playing on the sidelines <laughs> at Harbor doling out wisdom. Yeah. They, the show does not know what to do with Luke. And that's a shame because I feel like he had so much growth as a character until, until we sort of redeemed him. It was, and now yeah, we don't know what to do. Yeah, growing for him to do. Yeah, he, he grew a lot in a short period of time, and now the show does not know what to do with him. Um, yeah. Thus, we've Which got this salacious, you know, Julie thing. And Luke so also comes... delicious. I say delicious. <laughs> of course you do. Um, Luke does, you know, good guy Luke shows his face again as he jumps in to help Ryan as Ryan's getting his ass kicked by uh, by Eddie at the, the party. Luke. Yep. Classic Ready Luke. To just... team up with Ryan. Um, uh, uh, Summer. Yeah. I'm not. Th- I'm not that dumb. I'm just shallow. Yeah, yeah. She kind of she kind of trolls him about not knowing who Picasso is. Yeah. Uh, back to Luke showing up to Julie Cooper's house. I just thought you needed help with your DSL. <laughs> yeah. Now, for those of you that are younger and don't know that DSL used to stand for uh, the type of cable internet connection you had and only thought it was about <laughs> yeah. dick-sucking lips, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've gone tawdry. We've gone tawdry. Yeah. 
There's definitely a little. Um, I let me say. Uh, let me bring up the Jimmy stuff. Jimmy is not in this episode very much, but I he had some really nice moments of noticing this fucked up situation between her and Luke. There's one particular moment where he sees Luke like put his hand on her shoulder or something at this at the party, and he just yeah, smirks. Yeah. He gives a Jimmy smile that's like, you know, fuck her. <laughs> like it's so great. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah smug. Um, yeah, smug. <clears throat> I'm not self-absorbed, right, Ryan? Me? Huh? Me? Huh? <laughs> yeah, me? Me, 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 <laughs> It was a lot of playful banter about, uh, you know, uh, Seth being self-absorbed. You know, part of the plot line of Seth's story this episode only works because he's so self-absorbed. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, it was it happened twice where Ryan is talking about Teresa and Seth is talking about Anna and they get their lines crossed and yes. it's just like classic, you know, kind of sitcom yeah, slash classic writing. Like she's leaving. Oh yeah. She, uh, she's staying. What she is. Well, yeah. Who's she, who's this, you know, it's the who's on first thing kind of like yeah, exactly. classic trope, you know? Oh, but um, she's staying, but th- my, she is leaving, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, the, yeah, that, that whole storyline, he is very self-absorbed. But I feel like that is kind of a cover for the fact that like he never comes out and says, well, he does kind of at one point where it was like, should I have been with Anna? But he he kind of doesn't come out and say that. He kind of makes it more about like, oh, I'm driving her away when it's like kind of part of him wants her to stay so that he has the option to be with her, I guess, which is also selfish, just a different way, you know? Right. He has unrequited feelings for her, I guess, and vice versa, you know? The uh, the Death Cat for Cutie music cue during Seth and Anna's discussion at the Harbor School was nice. I've got a lot of uh, music cue notes. So. Okay, okay. Well, I thought that one, that one stood out to me. That we can talk about that one. Yeah. Now. So that is one of the big songs of Death Cab is a big part of the show. Spoiler alert: at some point they perform on the show. Um, but that song, A Lack of Color. Uh, by Death Cab off of that great Transatlanticism album is like just one of the bangers off the the OC soundtrack. Just a great song, you know. And it, it this is the place where it gets played, and it's played with um, Ryan d- dealing. Well, it goes through both Seth talking to Anna, and the song is a breakup song, you know. It's a song about like missing someone. And it's in that scene with with Seth and Anna where he's kind of like grilling her to see if she'll admit that she's leaving because of him. But then we also cut to, I believe, uh, Ryan and uh, Marissa talking. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Because I think that, it was that so, it, it cuts yeah. to them, to Ryan and Marissa talking after that. And that song is still playing. And so that we're dealing with the, them being an ex couple. It's two sets of exes, sort of navigating things. Uh huh. And that song is all about that. You know, it's about missing someone yeah. and wanting to call them, and you know, wanting them to come back. And so that's that was a really good musical moment. That's a great song. So yeah. Um. Quote: Simple, honest, direct. No wonder why it didn't occur to me. <laughs> So this is Ryan telling Seth to just tell Anna he doesn't want her to leave because of yeah. him. 
Um, again, yeah. you know, funny lines for yeah. the people that are supposed to be delivering comedy throughout mm-hmm. the episode. I have another party ruined. It took 21 episodes for someone to land in the pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they- <laughs> I was, I was so excited when Eddie showed up to the party. I was like, definitely, definitely somebody's going into the pool. This time. <laughs> yeah. See, I've stopped. I was, I've, uh, it's like the boy who cried wolf. I was yeah. like, nope, it's never going to happen. It never happened in the show. I just, it's like the Mandela effect. I just Mandela effect, whatever that is. Um, I just imagined it. And then, yeah, I was really excited when, uh, when, when uh when and i thought that they went into the pool together but it turns out eddie just punches a ryan into the pool does not get wet oh, himself eddie's got that reach yeah he's a he's a big dude he's tall lanky it's all got that reach yeah uh, don't do not insult journey that is an important part of the ryan mythology we've this is the first time i think that we've been introduced to the fact that ryan likes journey as a uh, separate ways the classic journey song plays as Ryan is driving Seth to the airport in a desperate move to try to, to catch Anna before she leaves. Uh-huh. Um, very good. Uh, very good. I like that part of Ryan's character. It's endearing. Cause I like journey. Sure. Too, you know, um, final bit. What do you think Luke's doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. Discovering fire, <laughs> shaving his chest with a buck knife. You guys could do that together. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how we end the episode is Ryan and Seth talking about what what uh, Luke was is doing. Oh, we well, had a Ryan lot. And says, "Oh, we've got each other." And then Seth goes, no, I, "I've got summer." Well, I've got summer. Yeah, it's which is kind of ironic because this this episode really does give us the Ryan Seth are kind of brothers thing a little more than some episodes do. They they interact a lot, you know, in this episode. In a way that's like, well, they really lean on each other, you know. Which was nice. I like I like them together, you know. That's all I got. Um, a couple more music notes. Uh, in the beginning of this episode is a great song called Alone by Trespassers William. Um, then we have, uh, like, like I said, A Lack of Color, Separate Ways by Journey, uh, the Specialist by Interpol, which is another notable song from the OC soundtrack. Mm. Oh, the thing I wanted to tell you is in my in my case logics of CDs, I have the OC season one. Oh, the actual CD. Uh huh. I think I bought that at Best Buy and then told you to buy it, and you bought it. Uh, it's a great, it's great. Okay. I have it on CD too. I mean, it is on Spotify too. That that whole mix. Um, they had several. There's like two from season two mixes from season one. They're really good. Um, and then one of my favorite sequences, uh, scenes in the whole show, uh, is Seth desperately trying to catch, you know, rushing through the airport to try to get to Anna and they're playing the, a cover of the, the classic pop song. If you leave, uh, covered by not a surf, um, want to be popular. Yeah. Popular. Um, yeah, if you leave, which is you know a song from the '80s, and uh, it's very appropriate for you know them, you know having this emotional moment where Anna's leaving. Um, I got a little choked up when Anna, you know, Anna left. Uh, there's some real emotion between her and Seth, you know. 
this feeling of like these two then they say that like Anna says like you know the classic sort of teen romance thing of like well maybe one day we'll be perfect for each other you know so it's like in an alternate reality these two would have been together and been perfect and on paper they're perfect together but they're just not meant to be you know kind of tragic and and sad and uh you know Anna I, I like Anna's character so it's kind of sad to see her go but it does, you know, there's not much left to do with Anna either because of the love triangle stuff. Um, So she does kind of have to move on, you know? Yeah, I thought it was a sweet send-off. It yeah. was fine. Um, But I didn't, I wasn't affected emotionally. Well, I think I've been more on Team Anna than you've been, but... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sure. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, you totally have. But I don't know. She's not as she's. I mean, she's too wise for her age. Her outfits are a little bit too much. She's <laughs> not as you know. She's just a little bit too convenient a character. She fun, she serves a great purpose. Don't get me wrong, right? And and the arc of her versus Summer was probably some of the best storytelling yeah. in the show this season yeah um but once that was done it's kind of like okay it is and i thought it was fitting i thought it was a nice little you know turn back to him the glow mm-hmm. of the yeah. of the offset light is on her hair and you know it's great and it's sad um but it didn't hit me the way that i you know i it probably hit me the first time you know yeah well, it hit me that way again but uh i'm uh, happy and, for you once Anna's sort of, uh, once she's not part of the tri- love triangle anymore, she fills the same role as Seth, and we can't have two Seths in the show, you know? Yeah. So they are so much alike. Um, but And we also have a nice moment between Ryan and her when he's like, thanks for teaching me how to waltz or whatever, um, when mm-hmm. she when she's at the party and she's saying goodbye. And, and you get the feeling that he, you know, he's sad to see her go too. And um, yeah. Oh, one thing that we didn't talk about, Sandy, you know, good guy Sandy, Kirsten tells him not to get involved. Once she finds out that she has been implicated in this, the ill deeds of Caleb, she tells Sandy she won't let him be involved just because she doesn't want to compromise his morals, you know, his integrity. And he goes behind her back and makes a deal to save her, you know? Yeah. Because, of course, he's going to save, he's going to stand up for his family. And she and it pisses her off to no end that he does this, and we have like kind of a nice scene where she doesn't directly realize it. She kind of sees him talking to Caleb and realizes what he's done. You know, you see her from across the room realizing it, and uh, you know she obviously she she doesn't stay mad at him or anything, but she's kind of mad that he compromised himself for her. Um, you know. Sandy Cohen, best best yeah. dad and husband in TV, you know. Yep. Also, a lot of grilling the swordfish in this episode. <laughs> Should I throw on another swordfish steak for Teresa? Which I what part of me is like, well, who gets an extra swordfish steak? <laughs> I usually cook. I usually, if I'm gonna get something like that, I get enough for who I think is gonna be there. I'm not just like. Well, I better get a few extra swordfish steaks. You know them Cohens be out yeah. there in the fucking swordfish trees. They just, just like got, got stacks on stacks. Fucking got, swordfish. He got a freezer full of swordfish. It's not a big deal. He took an extra one out. 
Yeah. Little note about that scene. We've got a camera pan from left to right <laughs> as it watches Sandy um, behind the grill and Ryan comes around and, and pops up on the countertop. Uh-huh. There was actual smoke coming off of that grill. Oh, it was running, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice touch. Yeah, Peter Gallagher can grill, man. That's one thing I know about him. He can grill. <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah, oh, he does his own stunts in that. Gallagher's in that swords, swordfish. Yeah. yeah. He's got a cookbook, actually. It's all seafood. <laughs> yeah. It's all swordfish. It's very specific. It's, 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 it's yeah. called Browse and Swordfish. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, oh, well, I guess we, we kind of didn't talk about the Teresa stuff, but we've left it that uh, Teresa has left. In the end, you know, which Sandy said Teresa has to go back to her world, I guess. Um, and Ryan struggles with whether he should tell her to leave or not. And then she kind of takes it on her own to leave because she's horrified about what has she feels like she has caused this anarchy at this party, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we, we see the empty hotel room and she's gone. So, yeah, it's kind of strange for a housekeeping to be turning a room at seven o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, pretty time. late pretty late yeah. but you know we're also living in a world where uh a 17 year old or 16 year old we can seriously consider them perhaps owning a house in uh, we're Mayport, also living you know? in a world where the mermaid inn is a cheap <laughs> place in the oc and and a 17 year old can get a room yeah and and not have a job and still stay there for like a week straight so how about know. she said she didn't have the day a job and then the 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 morning after Ryan spends the night with her, she says, "I've got the day off." <laughs> yeah, like, well, what were you doing? Maybe you should <laughs> yeah. go be looking for a job. Yeah, yeah. I've got my day off from that. not having a job. Yeah, turns out my schedule's free. Yeah, I mean, it would have been easier for her to say, "Hey, you know, I ain't doing shit tomorrow. I ain't got no job. Let's hang out." Yeah, yeah. Which was it ever a point where she loses her job? No, but it was gig work. It was just okay. Catering, it just ran away, ran know. out. There's not enough. What yeah. you? I mean, why didn't she get? Why didn't they offer some work at the at the Cohen's party? As compared, well, you don't know about the underbelly of uh, catering companies <laughs> okay. in the USC. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a sharp divide. You know, yeah. you work for one, you don't get hired by the other. Yeah. Okay, I got you. It was separate. Yeah. Well, she Teresa cannot work for any company that, that won't serve cilantro. So, right, and it was yeah. notable or swordfish that, that yeah, yeah, the Caleb does not like cilantro. You know, what do I know? I'm just making a salad. <laughs> we also do have rumblings of Caleb and, and Julie getting back together. You know, she's like, come up with the greatest date of all time and run it by me. Which, I mean, obviously, he's going to get Kirsten to do that, right? So, I don't remember. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question. Yeah. Is Sandy good at golf? Uh, I think, uh, good enough to go play with his lawyer friends. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, The, uh, another question is Peter Gallagher good at golf. I bet Peter Gallagher is good on the links. They were getting pretty creative with those camera angles. (laughs) Maybe he's not. I don't know. Might be like uh, Ron Perlman in Sons of Anarchy, where he's scared of it. He's Ron Perlman's notably scared of motorcycles. Oh, really? Yeah. So every time they had him on a bike, it was like being pulled behind a car or something, you know. 
amazing. Yeah, he's he didn't fuck. Which I'm kind of scared of motorcycles too, so I don't I don't fault him. Me and Ron have that in common. I ain't trying to get on a motorcycle. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. All right. I well, thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I think we're finishing the season strong. We've only got three more episodes. Dude, there are 27 episodes in season one. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. That, I look that, that at the same moment that 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 made me excited and broke my heart. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. How many episodes? 27 episodes in season one. Back then, TV shows had a million episodes. Um, God. yeah. So we still have six more episodes. Uh. <laughs> Which is great. We may have two more. I thought we were kind of having the final arcs here. We might have another set of arcs after this, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, who knows? But, yeah. Wow. Satisfying. Yeah. I thought it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's it. We, um. Fucking hope so. Man. Hey, uh, silver lining to us losing episode 158. I thought that our last episode was fantastic. Oh, yeah? It was really good. I don't, you know, I don't tend to give us credit often, but I thought it was really good, and we wouldn't have had that episode if we didn't, if I didn't fuck up and lose the the real 158. So, the imposter yeah, honestly, episode. Yeah, I, think, I think ultimately it just comes down to the fact that we are both incredibly self-loathing with... Inc- yeah. Ego is big enough to fucking record a podcast. True. It is the so constant. every episode is shitty, but probably the best episode ever. Yeah, it's the constant fight, the constant tension between egos and self-doubt. It's the constant sexual tension between the two of us. Yeah, well, that's what people come to the show for, you know? It's like <laughs> they want to hear... They want to hear dead air. Um, you can check us out at our shitty website, iltos.com. You can also... Uh, email us i only like their old stuff at gmail.com um if you're in the instagram message group you can message us there if you're not sorry and uh yeah do you have anything else no i'm good did you watch that kid rock thing i sent you okay what i sent you you and ninja t last night i sent you a link to a documentary about Kid, Kid Rock, it's I mean it's only like ten minutes long, but it's narrated by Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys. Jesus, no. Yeah, you should check it out. You'll learn some things about Kid Rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it says it's called "Who Is Kid Rock," and it's by Now This on on YouTube. <clears throat> All right, I guess we out. Just enjoy another episode. I only like the one stuff. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.